It's the other big talking point, of course, at this time of the year is the Australian Open. Been a sensational day's tennis and some big matches uh, to come tonight. We're lucky enough to be joined by 17-time Grand Slam doubles champion and, of course, SEN tennis expert Mark Woodford. Hello, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Very well. Uh, great to have you on board again. We're just talking uh, before the last break. There's been some really good performances uh, from the Australians the last 24 hours when you look at Alexi Popper and Jordan Thompson. Uh, today as well uh, with Max Purcell, but just not quite good enough to get over the line. Exactly. In fact, I uh, I just arrived on site in the last 30 minutes and uh, was just talking to a couple of people about the performances of the Australians. And we've certainly created uh, enough headlines, but uh, the headlines are not necessarily about the, our, our majority of our players, male players at least, winning. We're, we're losing some of these crucial matches that have gone to nail-biter, four close sets or five sets. And, uh, you know, we've got Tanasi Kokonakis coming out very shortly. Uh, He'll be coming up against uh, Grigor Dimitrov. And, of course, our number one ranked player, Alex de Menard, is still in the draw. But, uh, boy, we've we've lost some tough, close matches along the way. Mark, you you understand it more than anyone who's played the game. What's the difference between, uh, I guess making those moments count and well what we find with their close ones but we're not quite getting over the line obviously Alexi last night really pushing Novak Djokovic and had his moments to go two sets to one up but just wasn't able to do it what's the difference is it skill is it more mental well unfortunately for Popper and I mean you look down the other end and he's playing against mm-hmm. someone who is so you know I think we're tagging right now the greatest of all time given mm-hmm. he is superiority in the, the Grand Slams and, and winning 10 times here. So it's it's just experience. Novak has been through these instances, those occasions many times. And uh, he hasn't always come out in front, but, you know, he now is like getting into that tiebreaker in the third set. He relishes those occasions. And, and maybe it's just a, a point here or there. Certainly, I mean, he played so close to the lines on one of those set points. Um, and, and the match might have been very different had Alexi been able to, to clinch those one of those set points and go up two sets to one. But look, that, that for the other guys that have lost these close matches, Jordan Thompson is coming up against someone who's ranked inside the top 10. So they're not losing to players that are ranked below them. They're losing to players and pushing them to the absolute limit. So whilst we may be losing them in the first in the first week, I think it, it, it's something for our guys to really build upon. But they've, you know, it's those moments. And when you're playing at home, you really do try to channel the crowd, the home support, to try and get give you that extra edge. We've just come up a little short at this year's Australian Open so far. Will it make them better having experienced that or can it break them? Well, I certainly hope that it doesn't break them. And, and uh, that's where having the good good people and the appropriate uh, um, staff that are, that are working with them to perhaps mentor them through those moments and um, that that it's it is, it is to build uh, this is a great start of the year the month of January and the, the first grand slam and but you've got to be able to build upon it and and now for a majority of our players they, they will be moving away and playing overseas and and trying to uh, well when when that occasion arrives again to maybe learn from it uh, I always have believed when you win you win when you lose you learn and it's up to these guys now to learn from 
uh, these close defeats that they've experienced so far. So, Mark, Alex Stevenor is our clear number one, top 10 player in the world now. We've got another eight yeah. Australian men, though, in the top 100, which is which is really good numbers. But which one to you do you think can make that jump up towards, you know, the top 20 in the world? Is it a Purcell is 35 at the moment? Is it a Popper and yep. is, it, is it a Thompson? Who, who, who do you have the most faith in? Look, I think you've made a, a, a valid point there. We, we, Australian tennis is very strong on the men's side at the moment with the, with the amount of guys that, that are in the top 100. We haven't had that um, probably, gosh, since maybe even I was playing, and that's, you know, 25-plus years. So, you know, it's, it's a healthy contingent right now led by um, Demon himself, and uh, I, I think these experiences for him, you know, he, he seems very much a team um, person, you know, he uh, uh, loves playing not just at home, but with those opportunities where he's playing the United Cup for Australia in the Davis Cup as well, and uh, you know, the support throughout the year. But I, I'm I'm super excited for someone like Max Purcell, who probably hasn't, you know, had a lot of attention provided uh, or, or help along the way, um, but he's stuck with it. I just love the way he goes about his tennis, and it's it's playing like a and I and I'm loath to say a, the, an older way, but mm. for me it is an Australian way. Bit of serve volley, athleticism. Mark. This serve and volley, channeling Pat Cash, channeling Pat Rafter, <laughs> and hopefully he's channeling some of the Woodies uh, as well. But he he's very adept up at net. But the same applies with the this attitude. I'm, I'm loving the excitement that Rinky Hijikata brings to the court um, each time, and he is uh, you know just building. He's still got a, a bit to learn along the way. I mean, look, you never stop learning, uh, even in your uh, in your last year of playing. But I, I think this is a really uh, uh, exciting time for, for men's tennis here in Australia. So, Mark, uh, in terms of the women, and what, who's catching your eye there? Because there have been some upsets that have gone on today. French youngster Clara Burrell beating world number five Jessica Pagula in straight yep. sets. So there has been uh-huh. some upsets, and, well, the first week can bring those. Who, who's caught your eye that you maybe um, beyond the obvious that's uh, <laughs> in, in order to uh, do well in that second week? Uh, well, I, I yes, uh, another surprise packet, uh, package or, or defeat probably was Angebour getting yeah. soundly beaten yesterday. Indeed. So, um, yet there, there is um, the depth in women's tennis is there, but probably one match that I think is is offering uh, watch, and that's later. And uh, not because Isla Tomlanovic is Australian, but this potential um, dust up with Elena Ostapenko. I mean, she is so quirky, Ostapenko, and uh, Isla. Well, she's a delight. Uh, She's going to have the, the crowd support, but there's the attention um, that that is uh, uh, surrounding this match about you know the the, the little uh, tussle that they've had in in past matches. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, and, and more importantly for Isla, an opportunity if she can sneak through this match against Ostapenko, then I think she's one that confidence can build because she has a devastating game when she is uh, feeling very confident. Speaking of SEN tennis expert Mark Woodford, what about Iga Fiontech, Mark? Uh, last year, you know, failed to to play really well here. She spoke about, you know, sort of the expectations getting the better of her, and she was in all sorts today. Four two down in the third set against Danielle Collins. Is 
Is she the one to beat for you on the women's side, or do you think a couple of the other girls, you know, Sabalenka, Rabakina, etc., are going a little bit better than her at the moment? Well, the big game of uh, the, the two that you just mentioned, and uh, I was trying to stay away from the obvious. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, yeah, Schwantek, yeah, I think, is, is, is certainly the, the, the one that uh, they're, they're trying to catch. But the big games of, of Sabalenka and Rabakina, I, I think, you, you know, they, they send uh, tremors to whoever they're playing round by round. And uh, both are very confident players um, when their game is in sync. And, you know, the, the, the longer that they stay in the tournament and once they arrive into that second week, um, I think it shows, uh, you know, whoever's in the last four is obviously seeing the ball well, but they do have a game that can bother Schwantek. She just doesn't maybe have that same firepower, the same weaponry, um, because those both of those... Uh, uh, gals that we just mentioned. I mean, they've got plenty of height and and multiple weapons. So Schwantek's going to have to try and find some form. Um, great job today against the feisty Danielle Collins, and uh, she's going to be much better for it. And Mark, uh, there's no doubt you'd have your eye cast across the the doubles as well. What what what, what have you seen there? Obviously, there's a number of Australian pairings that uh, have there's mixed uh, results in terms of the Aussies there. But uh, yep. what what are you seeing there as a as a quick sum up? Well, I, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm still disappointed with the turnout of of the doubles draw. Um, you know, I think there's. You know, this carousel of, of changing partners has occurred again, a new season, and there are different partnerships that are, that are evolving. And uh, for me, if, look, if we can repeat over the last two years, we had the Special Ks winning two years ago. Last year was Kubler and Hitchikata. You know, maybe this year, is it, is it Luke Saville and Alex Bolt, two South Australians uh, that I'd love to see get a few matches under their belt? But uh, it, it is just a very different um, draw in the men's doubles, I feel. What about the situation with Alexander Zverev, Mark? He won today. He was pushed to the limit by Lucas Klein. He got up 10-7 in the fifth set tie-break, but he goes to the press conference after. The only question he gets in English is about uh, whether he should be playing at the moment because he's facing court in May over domestic violence charges. There's other questions about should he be on the players' cancel or not. Are you uncomfortable at all that he the, that he is playing ahead of this court case? Look, no, no, I'm not uncomfortable that he that he is playing. Um, I, I, probably the one for me, a little edgy, is the fact that he's uh, um, being promoted or, or, or um, voted on to the player council. Um, I, I just, you know, I don't mind him, you know, being out here and playing. And if there is, uh, you know, a trial that's going on, um, you know, furthermore in in Germany, um, uh, you, you know, and whatever, you know, if they decide that there isn't any penalty and uh, then, then that is it. So I, I just think today, probably laboured, um, shouldered with, you know, the the accusations and the suggestions and the conjecture, um, you, you know, having uh, got through that first round, and and I, you know, I think this, you know, he is, it's it's wearing heavy on Zverev, and uh, being able to just squeeze through in a in a tiebreaker in the fifth set, um, it, it just can't be easy going for uh, Zverev right now. And just finally, uh, tonight, you briefly mentioned it before, but Grigor Dimitrov versus Tanasi Kokonakis. He's, he's back in town, Grigor Dimitrov. He's uh, he's back to almost his best, winning up in Brisbane uh, a couple of weeks ago as well to break a long title drought. Uh, can you see Tanasi pushing him? Do you give him a chance? 
Oh, look, uh, and I, I'm, I'm already down here in the bunker in preparation when we do come on air and we, we are going to be covering uh, Dimitrov Kokonakis and have just seen them arrive uh, through the, the golf cart buggy to the court and they're getting ready. Uh, Tanasi looks uh, you know, fairly relaxed. He was looking at his phone as he arrived. Dimitrov just had a bit more of a game face on already. So I think it, it shows that Dimitrov is fully cognizant of the, the, the ability of Tanasi. I think more importantly for Tanasi is how is he physically traveling right now? How is the, the powers of recovery? He hasn't played a whole lot of tennis over the summer. Unfortunately, losing first round in Brisbane and Adelaide. And of course, Dimitrov riding on a confidence high of winning his first title since 2017 in Brisbane. So a bit of a contrast, but without a doubt, the South Australian has the game. He's got to be able to just get himself physically into the match, not panic if he goes down a set, wait for that body to hopefully find the, the, the stride and the game and go from there and utilise the crowd support as well. That's two South Australian references, Mark. You're just sneaking them in there. You're just sneaking them in there, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, if I can get lefty and red-headed, I'll be, I'll be perfect, right? <laughs> oh, the South Australian Tanasi Kokonaks. Here I thought he was just representing Australia at the Australian Open there, Bryce, but clearly it's a state-based competition. <laughs> Go the Crow Eaters. Yes, and of course the tournament is in Victoria. Uh, Mark, uh, thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure to catch up. Guys, great talking to you as always. Take care.